0: Welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show on ESPN Denver 1600, presented by Johnson Financial Group and live uh, on tape from the hometown Toyota Store Studios. Do people say live on tape anymore? Coach, what's going on? How are
1: you? I'm doing great, Tyler. That's almost as good as announcing a game from statistics. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, it's been one of those years. I got a text from a buddy who's a college basketball broadcaster in uh, in California yesterday, and he said, have you had to do a lot of these remote broadcasts? And I said, yes, all of them so far for road games. And he said, yeah, I got one of those tomorrow from my living room. So it's been a fun year for all of us. You know, it's uh, it's all very normal, as we've come to learn in 2021. But uh, we welcome you into this week's episode, talking Denver Pioneers lacrosse with the head coach of the Pioneers. He is Bill Tierney. My name is Tyler Mon. Denver coming off of a big road win on Saturday uh, in Queens, New York york city 20 to 6 over st john's um the coach will obviously cover a lot here today uh but this is now you know a, a good stretch for your guys as you open up biggies conference play what were your biggest takeaways from this one on saturday to put up 20 and come away with a road win
1: well you know there were a lot of thoughts going in uh you know we've been we've been on the road a lot She's so you start to worry about that and uh, you know you know me i worry about the sun being too bright sometimes and so uh um you know we, we had uh you know, you go to St. John's. Last time we went there it was 15-13, like and we, we couldn't stop them, and uh, so there was a lot of concern. Um, you know, maybe the biggest concern was c- could we continue to play well as as we did against Providence the week before. So, um, you know, I think Matt Brown and Eric Adamson, and certainly our offensive players, put that thought to rest uh, early in the game. Um, you know, having another great first quarter, which has not been our, our mantra over the years. And so uh, I'm happy to see that, uh, you know, in the Big East, you just never know. And this year, especially with the home and home series, uh, you know, you, you know, you're going to play somebody a second time, you want to send a message um, and, and you're away. And so the, all these thoughts kind of go into your head and uh, um, turned out to be turned out to be a great day.
0: Let's talk about that first quarter. You jump out to a 9-1 lead after one. You're up 14-3 at halftime. Um, And I know something that we had talked about, we'll talk about the second part of this equation a little bit later on. You talked about playing strong early but being able to finish, being able to continue stepping on opponents. We'll talk about that part here in a minute. But to get out to such a good role in the first and into the second, what was the key to that on Saturday against St. John's?
1: I just think it was – It was the ability, and we hope this continues throughout the year, for our guys to to be businesslike. You know, oftentimes, young people, old people, um, you know, you you tend to look at scores, you tend to compare notes, you tend to think different things, and it it distracts you. And, And, you know, Matt Brown's been working very hard with our guys on this mantra of, we can't be worried about who the other team is. Can't we have to be concerned, or we have to be prepared for what they do and how they act defensively? But we can't get overly consumed by that. And I thought our guys um, played smart. They played unselfishly in the in the first quarter, and uh, and and they finished their shots, which of course is was not our not our thing early in the year. Um, And and so. You know, it kind of makes it look like uh, when we go back to those early games when we started at the end of january and and you kind of said with your fingers crossed under the table if there's somebody was watching uh but we'll get better we got to learn from our mistakes you know you learn from defeat but blah 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 um kind of makes it look like uh we knew what we were talking about now we'll see what happens with georgetown but uh it's uh I'm proud of the young men for staying focused staying professional, getting the job done, not much, uh, you know, too high or too low when we made a mistake or too high when we did something well, just pretty steady game. And, uh, you know, um, I think the, the, the key guy in all this, that despite his numbers not being very high in, in that game was Ethan Walker, you know, Ethan, Ethan plays a game Uh, like he's played five times now and, and against a team that he knows very well. And, uh, you know, he probably had five or six hockey assists, doesn't get the numbers on the board, you know, Jackson and, and, uh, and, um, and Simmons uh, end up with the numbers, but Ethan was as happy coming off that field as he was, if he had nine goals, he he just has become that consummate professional out there. And he, 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 He's the poster boy for "I just want to win," and and I'm proud of him for that.
0: And we talked about that a little bit last week, a couple of weeks ago, uh, after he had set the assist mark and just how unselfish that is, and what it says about him. Um, right now, on the uh, the headline side of things, I guess is Alex Simmons, and and we've talked some about Jackson Morrill, but uh, I know talking with uh, with Brownie a couple of weeks ago, Pioneer's associate head coach Matt Brownie said, you know. Alex has been the type of guy through his career, you might have to kick him in the butt a little bit Monday through Friday, but when you get him on Saturday, he's ready to go. The last few weeks, he's looked like, you know, the, the second coming of Connor Canizzaro or Westberg, he gets nine points on Saturday Um, to be able to see him flourishing right now. What has been the spark, obviously the, the opportunities that have been created for him, he hasn't missed. Um, But what has felt different about him over the last few weeks versus maybe the last couple of seasons, uh, at least from a number standpoint.
1: Well, certainly the move to attack has given him so many more opportunities. Uh, You know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the draw as you guys know, but uh, I've always said for 40 something years in coaching, catching is the most important skill in our game and Alex catches everything. And so even if he he might miss a shot here and there, he's also a, a deceptive, very much like Ethan, he's a deceptively good feeder. So you see that five and four as opposed to eight and one or you know or, or, and stuff like that or you know if it was a real feeder one and eight but uh, you know he he catches everything. Uh, what he, what I'm so proud of him is he's bought into as you know we've we we've kind of we've kind of you know gone with this ten man ride thing, putting a lot of pressure on other teams clearing the ball, and he's bought into that. He's done a, Serves a key role in that in the ride. And, uh, you know, which, which kind of he uh, makes him have to work a little harder Monday through Friday than he likes when we, pra- when we practice that. But, you know, he does. He reminds me of the great ones. He reminds me about, of uh, Westberg. He reminds me of Mark Matthews. He reminds me of Ethan Walker, uh, although Ethan always has been a Monday through Friday hard worker um, in that, you, you know, he, it's kind of like he, he doesn't say it because I think he knows better. But he kind of looks at me, and, and you know, in his head, he's going, hey, coach, I'll see you on Saturday.
0: Which is uh, a pretty impressive. Whenever an athlete has the ability to switch in that gear, it always just blows me away. And to, to see the numbers that he's put up over the last few weeks and what he's been able to do to help drive this, this offensive ship has been obviously uh, beyond impressive. And for your guys now to be, you know, a couple straight weeks of 20-plus goals, which is something that, um, you know, I know... Throughout the, the course of your career, um, you get to a point where you got a game in hand and and that's OK. You don't want to necessarily continue to, to push guys to keep scoring, keep doing the things, especially late in games. But that's one of the things that we talked about a couple of weeks ago is, um, you know, especially early on this season, whether it was the Duke game or uh, Utah early on or Marquette, being able to continue throttling and continue uh, pushing toward the end, scoring goals, doing all the things right. How impressed over the last couple of weeks have you been to see your guys respond in that way? Obviously late in games, you're getting some reserve guys mixed in um, and they've played well, but how have you felt about that since we talked about it last?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. And it's, uh, it's, it's that kind of this yin and yang of being um, respectful of other coaches. You know, we love, we have to remember, we lost 24 to 13 in a game right. down 23 to six. And, and, uh, and so Um, understanding that that that's all part of it. Um, The shot clock has negated, you know, uh, I was looking, somebody tweeted something out last week or the week before about the great attack I had of uh, Jesse Hubbard and Chris Massey and John Hess 95 through 98 who had combined 600 and something points between the three of them. Honestly, if we had a shot clock it, they might have had a thousand points between them because they there was something like thirty some odd games where I took them out at halftime, and so you know you get to a point with the shot clock and the other you know the two games we've taken guys out. Now this past game we didn't have as good a second quarter as we did against Providence. In fact, Providence our second quarter uh was better than our first, which which we were up eight to one, and then we went nine nine to something, but nine to one maybe, but. Um, we slowed down a little and that was credit to St. John's for slowing us down. They, they made it a little helter skelter in that second quarter. And so we can improve from that. Um, and then you put these guys in, you know, you're on the road and uh, you know, uh, Jack Tuttle gets his first goal. Uh, Josh Carlson is playing like a, a man possessed, you know, you uh, Drew Erickson, uh, Reed Babcock. These guys are going to be instrumental figures for us. For us, a year from now, you know, when we graduate all these fifth-year guys and all the seniors we have. So, you know, it, it, it you worry about the respect side. So I, I, you know, a twenty a twenty to six to me is respectful. Um, yet it, it allowed our guys to get a lot of time in and, and, and play a lot. Uh, we did have, uh, you know, we had to keep staff in there because Brett Brett Bose had a, you know, got an injury during the game. He's fine, by the way, but, uh, um, you know, so it, lots of different things played into that, but I am proud of the guys for for finishing. More probably defensively, you know, those are the ones that make you a little crazy when you, you've given up three or four or five goals in the first three quarters, and then you give up six or seven in the fourth, you know? That makes me a little nutty-er. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, we played well defensively and, and we got a great play out of Cole French in the fourth quarter in the bowl. So, uh, overall, a really good effort.
0: Well, Coach, we've got a lot to talk about uh, in our second segment with a uh, big matchup coming up this weekend at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium uh, as the Denver Pioneers will take on the scorching hot Georgetown Hoyas, and we will talk about that one after the break. It's Coach Bill Tierney show presented by the Johnson Financial Group and from the L- hometown Toyota Store Studios on ESPN Denver 1600. Back to preview Denver and Georgetown in a minute.
1: Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. Let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future.
0: We're not scared of you, because almost nothing can stand in the way of a new 2021 Toyota. When you say, stay home under a blanket, we come out to play. People say you're ice cold, but our lineup at Toyota.com is red hot. See in the snow, Toyota. Right now,
1: get $1,250 cash back on a new 2021 RAV4. Cash back from Toyota Motor Sales USA, Inc. varies by Regency dealer for details. All friends, March 1st, 2021. Your front range Toyota stores are proud to be the exclusive automotive partners of DU Athletics.
0: Segment segment of the Coachville Tierney Show on ESPN Denver 1600 presented by the Johnson Financial Group and live from the hometown Toyota Store Studios. Coming up this weekend, uh, there are many things to discuss as we come to this weekend's scheduled matchup with the Georgetown Hoyas. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, it sounds as though uh, we could have the, the craziest snowstorm that we've seen in a decade this weekend, or maybe we'll get three inches of snow. Um, coach, you, you come into a week like this and you're preparing for not only a, a conference matchup, but a conference matchup against a team that is playing really, really well. They've been very, very good over the last few seasons. And now you kind of get this uncertainty um, with the weather coming into this week. What is, you know, when you're an 18 to 22 year old college athlete, um, I would imagine there's always that one thing in your mind. that's like, wow, what is what is this going to look like when we get to the weekend? How do you focus on prep um, and getting guys ready for a game, knowing that there's a storm looming and there could be two feet of snow and you got a team coming in from Washington, D.C. and travel and all that. What's this week look like for
1: you? Well, this morning's been interesting, but uh, I will tell you a quick story. So going back to what you just referred to. I saw one of my players this morning and uh, he was getting his COVID test and I was out there with him and uh, and we uh, was just talking about the, how great the weather's been and all that. I said, uh, yeah, it's too bad about the possibility of the game getting canceled this weekend. And he looked at me and said, what? <laughs> but, do you know what day it is? You know, like Dave, you and I would think that they would look ahead to Saturday. They're looking ahead to lunchtime. And that's all that matters.
0: Which is fair. That's pretty much how I was in 19. No, yeah. So and so,
1: so we're at this point of, I'm t- talking to Coach Warren from Georgetown, you know, uh, talking about what may happen, talking about whipping the game to Washington, D.C., but then we couldn't get out or we couldn't get in. Talking about if one of us did go somewhere, it might be a four or five day vacation. And when, and our kids are, going into final exams next week. Uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of things to discuss. There is a, uh, um, you know, Monday looks like a pretty good day. The possibility of maybe if we do get this monumental storm, uh, maybe we play Monday, they fly in Sunday. I have no idea. We do have a buy built in at the end of the year, um, but it's it's it was written in for COVID purposes. And so, You know that would take precedence over anything else but uh, I don't know I I just it's such a great game and should be such a great game. I want uh, and it's and it's one of our rare home opportunities so I want to play it as 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 badly as anything.
0: Well, let's talk about this Georgetown team. The first couple of weeks of the season, I remember on uh, on week one of the season, uh, Pioneers Lacrosse Sports Information Director Nico Blankenship and I uh, looked at the final score of that game against Villanova and thought there had to have been something wrong with the, the live stats or the scoring in that game, right? Because Georgetown knocks off Villanova on the road in Philadelphia, 16 to one. Uh, on February 21st. Then six days later, turns around and gets St. John's at home, beats St. John's 19 to one. Uh, then they get a non-conference win over Mount St. Mary's, 17 to five. Last week, Marquette does hang 13 on him, but it's a 20 to 13 win for Georgetown. Uh, this team looks kind of scary good just from looking at the the scores and stats early on. Um, tell me about what you've seen from Georgetown being able to evaluate the 2021 edition of the Hoyas.
1: Well, you know, our our history with Georgetown goes back the seven or eight years we've been in the Big East and and we've done well in the regular season against them. But this is a different Georgetown team. This is the one that's very much like their playoff teams of the last few years and they've got some big time, big time players. And so uh, um, it's going to be a huge challenge for us. This won't be one where we, you know, get uh, 10 backs and and turn them into four goals. You know, this is going to be a real challenging game. They've got some uh, amazing players led by Jay Caraway, who's, who's a first-team All-American pot- potential guy and uh, great defense. Their goalie's playing like lights out. It's got like an 85% save percentage. And, and uh, you know, I was kidding with Coach Warren that, you know, he gave up uh, three to Mount St. Marys and uh, whoever it was a few weeks ago. And, you know, his defense must be letting down you know, and, and so uh, you know, there's there's the, the the you know as the season goes on, we 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 get we get more and more of an opportunity to see teams play, um, and not an excuse in our first five games. In our first five games, we had no scouting done for any of those teams. So it's a little bit more comforting, but it's also very disconcerting when you when you watch some of that film and you just go, Oh my god, I don't know if we can stop these guys. So um you know, it's going to be a great game. I hope it's going to be a great challenge. I know, and uh, and uh, you know, we'll probably see this team three times, maybe four during the year. So this is the first, you know, dipping our toes in the, into the Georgetown water for twenty twenty one, and it's going to be it's going to be a good one.
0: This team, um, for the last several years, you always kind of know that Georgetown is going to play. Really tough defense. Uh, there was that two-game stretch in, in 2018 where you get the road win 6-5 to five in D.C. Uh, then you face them later on in the, in the Big East final, and they get an 8-3 win. Um, you know, defensively, they're going to be there, and they're going to be able to lock teams down uh, when they are locked in. But on the offensive side this year, to see the goal totals that they put up so far and see what they're doing offensively, is it all predicated on Jake Carraway? Are they doing anything different from what we've seen in the last few seasons offensively or what's made them such a, a potent offense to start this year?
1: Well, if you look at, you know, the stats, they, they put every shot on goal, you know, and they, and they shoot hard. And so they're scoring a lot more from the inside than they used to. Uh, they got really, they've got a, a freshman who is just a big time feeder um, who, who's really good. And then he got a fifth year guy from, uh, From Colgate, who's really good attackman, and then and then Caraway, who's big time. So uh, you know, and then you got four or five or six middies that, uh, for the most part, can run and all have a different skill set. So you know, normally when we scout somebody, we look at their top three players. Here we're looking at their top six or seven. So it's that's going to be a challenge, uh, very much like. a Duke or North Carolina type team. So, uh, you know, and then you go to the other end, and and they play great defense, as you mentioned, and the goalie's great. So, and by the way, their faceoff guy is is crushing it. You know, so uh, this is going to be uh, an uphill battle, that's for sure.
0: Coach, from the standpoint, this is kind of one of those media questions where we want to build the narratives and the storylines and all that. And for a a few seasons, it was, you know, well, Marquette. Marquette's kind of had you in the the conference tournament. Um, The last two conference tournaments has been Georgetown, which is so weird to think about now because it was two years ago, the last time that we played a conference tournament. Um, But to have had those big matchups uh, with the Hoyas and had them, come away with those wins uh does this game for your guys who were on the roster in 2018 and 2019 does this game mean a little bit more knowing that you'll you'll see Georgetown after two of the last three meetings have come with big stuff on the line and the Hoyos been able to get those wins
1: no there's no doubt about it and and there's always something special when somebody beats you at your home place one of the things we've talked about this year is is uh reclaiming Peter Barton Stadium I think since our loss to Towson and 2016, um, in the NCAA tournament at home, we haven't, we haven't dominated at Peter Barton stadium as, as we had in the past. And of course, you know, we don't play a lot of home games here because we want to play these, some of these top teams that come out here, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, that's been one of our goals is to reclaim Peter Barton stadium. And, and certainly, uh, if we could get a win over Georgetown here, that would legitimize that, that step in the process but uh, you know a Georgetown is so well coached they're so good I think they remind me a lot of uh some of these teams that you look at in in oh the NCAA basketball tournament or or the uh or the NHL where they they go the season series with a team and they kind of go one in three or whatever and then bang they get to the end and they and they get you this is a team that's, this Georgetown team's a team that's built for uh, the end of the year. They know what they're doing. Sometimes you almost think that they're setting you up a little bit, um, but uh, at least I get that feeling the last couple of years. So um, yeah, this has become our, our in-league rival. Uh, I don't think that they like that we were picked to, to be first in the league. And I think they've got their reasons to want to beat us, just like we have ours to want to beat them.
0: All right, Coach. Final point for you: You get a, a tough Hoyas team in here on Saturday or Sunday or Monday or you know 2023 20, or whenever it is, depending on the snow. Um, this weekend, biggest keys to the game to to get a win over Georgetown and uh, and continue this hot start in the Big East.
1: Well, I think first and foremost we got to stop their runs. We can't let them have those four, five, six goal runs. Uh, uh, winning faceoffs going to be a battle for Alec, and and uh, and uh, that's going to be that's going to be a war. And um, and, uh, you know, just stopping their runs. No, don't let them get those long ones. They're going to get their goals. You know, um, if if we're going to if we're going to win this game, it's going to be 14, 13, 15, 13, something like that. If they're going to win, it's going to, you know, it's going to be probably somewhere near the same. But if somebody starts hovering over those over that 14 number, now they're going to they're going to win in a blowout, I think. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Um, In this game, it could happen other times, uh, but uh, it's uh, hopefully we played really good defense and we stopped their runs.
0: He is the head coach of Denver Pioneers Men's Lacrosse. Bill Tierney has the Pioneers and the Georgetown Hoyas coming up this weekend for a big-time Big East matchup uh, inside Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. Denver and Georgetown, two teams who have gotten to know each other very well in big moments over the last few years. Uh, 12 o'clock Mountain Time, 1130 Pioneer pregame on ESPN Denver 1600. And uh, wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show. Coach, thanks. Thanks, Tyler. We'll talk to you on Saturday as we say goodbye from this edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group and from the Hometown Toyota Store Studios. Talk to you on Saturday for Denver and Georgetown.